This episode of the Mystic Access Podcast is brought to you by Blind Alive. To check out the products, services, and described audio workouts provided by Blind Alive, please visit them at www.blindalive.com. Welcome to the Mystic Access Podcast, where the magic is in learning. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Mystic Access Podcast. She's Kim. He's Chris. And we have a lot to talk about today. Yes, just so you are aware, from out of the gate, this is going to be a longer podcast than we normally do. So sit tight. We have a lot of goodies to share with you, and we are excited. The first thing we want to talk about are some announcements. Yes, just so you guys are aware... There is one more week left in our Christmas in July sale. All the way through the end of day on Sunday, July 31st, you will find some really amazing deals and discounts available at mysticaccess.com. These deals and discounts are available on our training, consulting, self-advocacy sessions, 90-day VIP package, and on our downloadable products. If you are interested in any of those, you are welcome to come explore the site, see what we have to offer, and get some really, really good deals. You are not going to find deals this good until Black Friday. If you want a really amazing deal, now is the time to come check out what we have to offer on our training and consulting and all that good stuff. So feel free to come check us out, mysticaccess.com. Phone orders are welcome. And we will take care of you if you want to call the main number. I'm going to be doing quite a bit of recording next week, so you'll probably be talking to Chris at least some of the time. Just so you are aware, currently our hardware products are not at a discount, but they're still really good deals. In fact, we just recently reduced the pricing on many of our Bluetooth speakers, all of which have voice prompts available and full-fledged tutorials that come with them. You can also buy our speaker tutorials separately. In other words, without buying the speaker from us, as well as our Avantech transmitter receiver tutorial. You can buy it as a separate product or as a package with the Avantech transmitter receiver that we offer. So definitely come check us out. We have a lot of goodies to offer you. If you have any questions or comments prior to making your purchase, feel free to get in touch with us by calling the main number 716-543-3323 or emailing us. Info at mysticaccess.com will reach both of us. Second in the list of announcements that I want to make is about the upcoming Kindle Fire 5th Generation tutorial. This will cover the Kindle Fire 5th Gen. So this is the Fire tablet, which is the $49 version, and the 8-inch HD and the 10-inch HD, as well as the 5th Gen Kids tablet version. Everything that I cover in the upcoming tutorial should work for all of those, except for Firefly, which I believe will only work for the 8HD and 10HD models. I want to explain a little bit about what's coming in this tutorial. This is not going to be a comprehensive tutorial. Now, saying that, that's kind of hard for me. But if I spent time and gave you the comprehensive version of the Kindle tutorial, we would be here for a while. In other words, it would take, oh, I don't know, 10, 12 hours at least. Because it's a full-fledged tablet. You can do anything on it that you do on your iPad, on your iPod Touch, on your droid and so if i were to go through and show you dozens of apps and everything you could do it would be a very very long tutorial indeed and 
frankly, it would be a very boring tutorial. <laughs> so that's not what we're offering here. What I basically want to do is to be able to get you started and help you to learn to use voice view, and that is the screen reader on the Kindle, in a comprehensive way. So that is where this particular tutorial is going to focus. So I don't expect it to be more than three or four hours in terms of length. And I just wanted to let you guys know that so that you aren't expecting this big 12-hour tutorial. That would take me a couple of months. The touch tutorial probably took us, what, three months or something to do? Three months, absolutely, yes. And a part of that was what this is, which is actually sitting down and really spending a lot of hands-on time with the product. You cannot create something even partially comprehensive without knowing your product very, very well. I do not intend or nor do I expect to, to do anything with absolute perfection. I'm going to try and be as flawless as I can in anything that we produce and create, but there's always going to be gaps, and that's just the way it works. You cannot do a tutorial at the scope that we do it and cover every single thing because it would be long, it would be boring, and none of us would be very happy with the finished product because it would just be too much. We want you to be able to have fun being proactive, learning your product your way, learning what is most interesting to you. And so what I want to do in anything that we create is to make sure that you have a really comprehensive foundation. And when we build on that, then we build from that foundation. So that's what I always try and do. If you want to see something comprehensive that we've done, go download the Braille Note Touch tutorial. That is comprehensive. <laughs> and it is still not perfect because it does not cover everything. You are not going to get such a critter as a perfect tutorial. I just wanted to bring that to your attention and I, I don't say it to be critical or mean or anything of the sort. I'm just saying it because I need you to understand that when we're producing something, we're going to do those things that we focus on as well as we possibly can. We try to be some of the best in this market and we do not take that responsibility lightly. So we want to offer you something that's very good. So when I produce this, this is not going to be a full-fledged comprehensive critter, but it can help you to learn in a manner that is useful to you in a way that you can learn what you want to learn about your Kindle in a way that is comfortable for you, that feels good, and that helps you to successfully navigate. So that's all I have to say about that. I am going to mention later in this episode a tutorial that I would like to produce for you guys if you are interested in it. If there is enough interest, it will come prior to the Kindle tutorial because I would like to record it soon. Stay tuned if you are curious. We wanted to talk a little bit about security and uh, being having visual impairment and living alone, not having access to eyes when strangers are around one's house. Yeah, Chris has a fun, ironic story to share with you. It's not that fun, but it is kind of ironic looking back, certainly. Some of you may know about these doorbells that have cameras on them, and you can use your smartphone, iPad, Android tablet to speak with a person on the other side and they can record video, some can record audio. I don't know if they all record audio. I purchased one of these doorbells called Skybell. And the thing that really drew my attention to it, a couple of things, the first one, it has an on-demand feature so that you can actually turn the camera on without having motion detected 
or without somebody ringing the bell. So if you think something's going on outside, you can turn the camera on and you can listen to what's going on, and it records that thing for you, and you can play it back, and you can play the audio back as well. I'm not sure if Ring has that. Ring is a competitor to Skybell. So I bought the Skybell. Now, why did you buy Skybell instead of Ring? Because my understanding is that Ring is the more popular product. The reason that I bought Skybell was that on-demand feature that I had just mentioned. And I don't believe Ring has that on-demand where you can, from inside your house or from anywhere, just turn the camera on and listen. I could be totally wrong, but that's what was my understanding. So I order Skybell on Friday the 15th, and they shipped it on the 18th, and this is the 18th of July. On the 19th of July, I was expecting a package from Amazon to get orders out, and I went outside to look for the package on the 19th. Because he knew it had been delivered. And I couldn't find it. So a neighbor comes up to me and says, the package that you're looking for, you're not going to find because some kid rode up on a bike and stole it right off the porch. Now, something like that has never happened in 15 years. The irony is that the Sky Bell came the next day. So it really could have been worse. It could have been much more expensive of a product, but what the person got, and they probably weren't too thrilled with, was a package of bubble envelopes. So, of course, something like that feels like a complete violation, particularly since you've been in that same house for 15 years. You've never experienced anything like this, and it's it's very disturbing to have an experience like that that close to home, right outside your door. Not only did it happen right outside my door, but it happened when I was in the house. Yeah. Which was even worse. Had I have had the Sky Bell on the door at the time, the Sky Bell would have captured the image of the perpetrator and what actually happened because of the motion. The kid would have rode up, it would have caught him, it would have recorded it, and it would have sent it up to the cloud where then I could have sent it off to the police with the description. The thing is, I was talking to a detective the next day, and the detective said that they arrested some kid the night before, which would have been Tuesday the 19th, for doing the exact same thing. Now, having said that, he went and talked to the neighbor, and the neighbor could not identify the perpetrator that they arrested, whether or not, he didn't want to. I don't know, you know, but why come to me if he didn't want to? But exactly. Maybe he didn't want to get involved because he would have been the one going to court and uh, whatever, because him, him having the visual uh, identification of the perpetrator. Yeah, but you would think if he would have done that, that he wouldn't have come to you at all. It right. It seems kind of odd to me. It seems kind of odd to me, too, but. For whatever reason, he couldn't uh, he couldn't identify the perpetrator. And had I have had that video at the time, it wouldn't have been a problem. The perp would have been caught on camera. Exactly. Which you could have then given to the cops and said, here's the guy. Exactly, yes. So ultimately, we hope this never happens to you again. But now that you have it up on the wall, 
you have a handy-dandy device that is more or less accessible to you and that safeguards against something like this happening in the same way that that happened to you previously. Correct. Anybody who rings the doorbell, they're caught on film. And, well, not even film, but they're caught on... What used to be film back in our day. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) The doorbell itself is kind of a circular, round dish that's a little less than three inches in diameter. That's kind of what it looks like. Uh, On the top, you have the camera. You can feel the camera. They can see the camera. There's a microphone in there so that you can actually talk to the person. Underneath that is the LED. You can turn the LED on or off, and you can, with sighted assistance, change the color of the LED to whatever color you possibly could want. There is a color wheel out of the iOS app. I would say the iOS app is 99% accessible. The only thing I can't do is change the color. That's the only thing voiceover just kind of falls flat on. Everything else speaks perfectly down to the hints. They even have voiceover hints on the buttons when you're swiping through the buttons. On the Android device, it's the exact opposite. So it's probably 1% accessible. And the only reason I was able to work with it was because I understood the layout of the iOS app. Every button on the main screen, contrast to the iOS platform, is unlabeled. So we get that nice little message, unlabeled button, unlabeled button, unlabeled button. And that's not helpful. So I sent an email off to the SkyBell support staff and explain the situation. So we'll see what they come back with. They've been pretty responsive thus far. When I've had questions, they've had, you know, the, the answers and things like that. So I have my iPad here and I'm going to unlock it. 5.34 p.m. FaceTime. And then Double I'm going to open. go into the app switcher. App switcher. Skybell. Active. And there's Skybell. Swipe up. Skybell. I see end devices list. Button. So there's the devices list. It's a button if you have multiple devices. You can have multiple Skybells attached to your account. So if you wanted one for the front door, one for the back door, what have you. Oh, one thing I forgot to mention... The Skybell HD is the one that I have, and it is the same exact price as the Ring. The Skybell HD has a 1080p camera, and according to somebody who has seen the camera in action, the recordings, it looks like they are watching TV. The camera itself can literally see across the street into the neighbor's driveway. It'll get cars passing by. I don't know what they do for motion sensing, but they have some algorithm where a bird flying by isn't going to trip it or a car driving by isn't going to trip it. So it's not notifying you every time it detects motion. Front door. And you can choose your level of motion sensing, yes? Yes. And I had to put mine on high sensitivity because they had it set to medium and it wasn't good enough to catch a person on the driveway, basically the kid riding up to the side of the porch and snatching it at medium, it would not have got him. Device settings, button. So there's the the device device settings settings as well as the hint. I didn't hear the hint. Play it again. Device settings, button. Opens the device settings menu. Nice. Front door was before that, and front door is one I spoke over a moment ago, so I apologize. Mm -hmm. Today, heading. 
And here's the log. On demand, July 24th, 2016, 11.37 a.m. That's on demand. That is one that I did, that I did that watch now. I see and download history button. You can download it to your photos library. And in this way, you can send it off to as an attachment. So that's a little deceptive because it's actually a video, isn't it, once it downloads? It just goes into your photos library? Yes. Okay. July 24th, 2016, heading. Motion activated, July 23rd, 2016, 8.17 p.m. So why does it tell you motion activated at 8.17 p.m. for the 23rd, but gives you nothing for the 24th? It does give us the 24th. The 24th is... July 20th, ICN download history, on demand, July 24th, this one. 2016. Oh, there's only 11, one. There's only, there's only one. Today, and it was heading. one that you triggered. So no one has been close to your front door or on your driveway on the 24th. Correct. On okay. demand, ICN download, July 24th, 2016, heading. Motion activated, July 20th, ICN download history, button, July 23rd, 2016, heading. Button press, July 23rd, 2016, 6, 18 p.m. So if you notice that, it says button press. Button press. That means somebody actually pressed the button. Ah. And download history button. Motion activated July 23rd, 2016, 6, 18 p.m. I see and download history button. Motion activated July 23rd, 2016, 6, p.m. So we could go through our whole timeline here. There's no monthly fees. There's no annual fees for them to store your videos, although I don't think that they're very big because they're only two minutes. They only run for two minutes, and then they stop. Show us what the watch live fee is like. Okay, here's what it's here's what it looks like. I see mo I see button July t I see motion July on today watch live device watch live button. Here it is. So we're going to double click. Watch live landscape home button to the right. I hear nothing In outside progress. your door. Oh. There's birds. Oh, I totally can't hear them on my end. Okay. I totally can hear the birds a tiny bit. Huh. Can't hear them. Okay. We'll take your word for it. 55%. 50%. Did you hear the dog barking? in the? Yes, distance? I did hear that. Yep. Yep, I hear that. So basically, there is nothing going on. There is nothing going on. There's no nothing, really. So I suppose it's showing you video as well. Absolutely, it is. And 
there is a hang up button and a talk now button. And for some reason, I can't find them. I think voiceover crashed. Let me see. App switcher messages. It's always good active. to show you guys these things. Swipe up with three Close Skype messages. Active. Activate work. item. Default close messages. Activate item. Default action. Yeah, but it's good to active. show you how to close Skype deal with it when it doesn't. Home. So he's gone into the app switcher. He's closed it. Killed it from the app switcher. Home. Not yet. Oh, he's trying to. Skype L. Trying to. Swipe up with three fa- There you go. Oh. What you do? BTN screenshot button. B. Hang up button. There, there we go. go. There's the hang. Yeah, voiceover must have just had a moment. <laughs> yeah. So there's the hang up button. Hold to talk. There's button. hold talk. Hold to talk. So if I double tap and hold. Hello. <laughs> I hope no one's out there. You just scared the hell out of them. <laughs> exactly. Hang up button. And then I can hang up the feed. Hang up. Dim. There we go portrait and and that's actually the screen that you will get when you get when the doorbell rings you will actually hear a ding dong on your ipad or phone or whatever and you'll get a notification then you can choose to ignore or you can choose to press and hold to talk to the person now they don't have to press and hold anything they start talking that microphone is always active and it's in the camera, so it's mounted what above their heads or something in the doorbell. Or... It's it's where they would be, where the doorbell would be. Right. Okay. It's actually in the doorbell. So. And you have a little example to show us, don't you, of how that sounds—the interactiveness of somebody on the outside and somebody on the inside. Yes, I have to find it. Well, yeah. But, but I do. Yes. <laughs> so let me Front see. Door. Device settings button. Let's go into device Open settings device here settings for menu. a second. Settings heading. Done button. Name button. There's where you can edit change device name. the name, and it gives you the hint. Edit device name. So you can call it Chris's house instead of front door. Correct. Or you could call it doorbell by the pool. If, yeah. Yeah. Notifications button. There's notifications. Toggle push notification settings. So let's see what this uh, does. Notifications settings back button. Notifications button pressed. So you get a notification for the button pressed. Button pressed. Switch button on. Which obviously you want. To toggle settings. Yes. You will receive a notification from the Skybell anytime someone presses the device's button. Motion detected. I like those little hints. Me too. Motion detected. Switch button on. You will receive a notification anytime motion is detected by the Skybell. This is required a motion detection setting to be enabled in the general device settings. Now, this actually is turned off by default. So you actually would turn that on. If you wanted a notification to let you know that some motion was detected outside of your house, you would get the same bell chime on your smartphone, tablet, what have you. But it will not ring your internal bell. So the only way if your motion is off that it will ring your bell will be if someone actually rings your doorbell. Correct. So, so in this way, it kind of acts as a second pair of eyes as that camera is, you know, sitting outside your door. Correct. Device offline. Device offline. Switch Why is off. The device offline? If the Skybell disconnects from the network or goes offline, you will not receive any notifications. Need support? Button. There you go. So that's what it meant. Device offline. The device is not currently offline. That was the notification option for device offline. So if your Wi-Fi drops for some reason, the bell will 
the bell will notify you with push notification that it was offline. So now we're going to selected settings back. notifications button device information button. There's device information. Provide detailed device data. It provides detailed device data. There's no point in going in there. It just tells the the model of the SkyBell, the firmware, the IP address, MAC address, serial number, and all that stuff. But again, it's totally accessible. Delete device button. You can delete Unpair the device. The SkyBell device. Unpair the SkyBell device. If somebody steals your SkyBell, <laughs> they say that they can remove it from their servers so that if somebody does steal your SkyBell, it's useless to them. Wow. So that's cool. SkyBell configuration heading LED button. So there's the, LED settings. There you go. LED settings. So if you go into there, LED settings back button. LED heading. Save dimmed button. LED switch. LED switch. Switch button on. So the LED light setting. is on. Color picker button. There's the color Opens picker. The color wheel. If you go into and see, there's even a hint there. Opens the color wheel. So tap on it. Show us what it does. Color. LED. Back button. There's a bunch of pretty colors there. Color. Ooh. Heading. It's a nice wheel. Save. Dim. Save. And save. Oh. Save. 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 That's save. all you button. get. Color. Bummer. LED. Back button. I suppose you could toggle off voiceover and just start. And just start pressing. Yeah. I'd be interested to see if it pops up. Try that. Let's see if anything comes up. It'd just be interesting to see. If you tap somewhere on the screen what it does. Voiceover off. I love doing this kind of stuff. <laughs> Voiceover on. Sky. LED. Back button. Color. Heading. Save. Button. It did. Did it really? Yes. I don't know what color it is, but the button is now... The save button is now not dim. Ah. Save. Button. So color. Heading. Color. LED. So back button. potentially, y'all, if you wanted to attempt to learn where your colors were on the color wheel, you might kind of get close to choosing the color that you want. My friend said that it is every single color imaginable. So it's there's 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 every shade of green, every shade of red, every shade of yellow, blah blah blah. It's crazy. LED but back button. I think for now we'll just LED, back, LED abort LED that settings <laughs> yep. button. But that's cool that it actually did work. It is cool. See, this is the kind of thing that sometimes being a little bit adventurous and turning voiceover off and playing with the screen will do for you. Because I just tapped in the kind of like the upper right-hand quadrant, and I just did a single tap. And sure you enough, know, it would be interesting, though, if it told you what color you had selected. Even if it didn't tell you the colors on the color wheel, it would be nice if you knew what color your LED was at any given time. Right, cool. right. Set Settings, back button. So we'll go back. Settings, settings, heading. Done. Name. Button. Back to name. Edit. Notification. Device information. Delete device. But sky bell configuration. Selected. LED. Dimmed. Button. See, and it still says LED. Um. Oh, wait. Let's go back into... Well, actually... Indoor chime. This button. is a fluke. Opens indoor you have to settings. actually select something before you... If you back out of an option, you have to say select indoor chime. Indoor chime. Settings. In back. order to go back settings. to select... Settings. The, Next button. Uh, Integrations. Speaker vault. Image. Outdoor. Select dim. LED button. The LED. Select I just want to LED. Show you what the button. LED options are. LED high. Sets selected. L, L bright dimmed. But color picker. Button. So there's the color picker where Open we just color wheel. Dimmed button. Brightness heading. There's brightness. LED low. So Sets it's low brightness on LED. Selected LED medium. 
Sets medium brightness on LED. See the hints? I mean, they went to a lot of trouble to put those hints in. Because it's not your standard double tap to block. Yeah. Why did you say dimmed a second ago? LED low. Sets selected. LED medium. Sets medium brightness on LED. It says LED. No, before that. Let me see. LED low. Sets brightness. Heading. Dimmed button. There you go. Right there. I'm not sure what that's for. Maybe oh, okay. it, maybe it, you can't do anything with it. Oh, weird. Okay. I'm not sure if it's showing you what the color of the LED is or or, or what it is, but that's I try. So it has nothing to do with dimming your LED. In other words, it's a dimmed button. It's a dimmed you button. Press it. I yes. Understand. Okay. Yes. Just wanted to know. Brightness LED low. I'm learning about this. Sets low brightness guys. on LED. <laughs> Selected LED medium. LED high. Need support button. And then there's need support. Support. Need support. And that's button. at the bottom of every one of these. So now we just go back. Selected settings. LED. And then we button. go. There's LED. Open dimmed button. Indoor chime button. There's indoor chime. Open indoor chime settings. Okay. I'm going to tell you guys something so that if any of you have my weird configuration, <laughs> you probably don't. But just in case, <laughs> I have a digital doorbell. This is a doorbell that is not a standard doorbell. Uh, a standard doorbell has a cling kind of like that chimes and makes the pretty sound. My digital, my doorbell is digital and it plays music and I can select up to 65 different songs. It's actually one of the earlier podcasts. It's a Heath's Zenith. But, so if you want to hear his doorbell, this might be your last chance, but we'll see. He's going to tell us more later. <laughs> so if you go into the indoor chime button, indoor chime, which indoor is chime selected, your doorbell chime. settings, back button, you have indoor save, indoor chime, indoor chime, switch button on, indoor chime, switch setting. button on. If you turn this off, your doorbell will not ring. Your tablets and stuff will ring, but your indoor doorbell will not ring. That's good because if you have a sleeping baby, you can just come in here, turn this off. Anybody that comes to the door, rings the doorbell, they're not going to wake up the baby. You'll just hear it on your iDevice. Exactly. Now, this other checkbox here. If your indoor chime is configured properly, it will ring when the sky bells button is pressed. So there's the hint digital for chime. chime. Yep. Toggle the digital chime on slash off. Digital chime. So that's for a digital doorbell. That's for the digital doorbell. If that is not on, if that checkbox is not on, and I learned this the hard way, your digital doorbell will not ring, period. Even if you have everything wired properly, it will not ring. If you have the digital doorbell adapter that you have to have, it will not ring. So you have to turn this checkbox on in order to make your digital doorbell ring must have spent an hour trying to figure out why the doorbell wasn't ringing and then we go off to go shopping and then come back and while i was out shopping i was playing with my skybell remotely and i noticed this checkbox turned it on came home and sure enough the digital doorbell rang let's back out of here i think that's the only digital chime switch button thing. on set digital door chime to off if your indoor chime is not a digital door chime if you need help understanding which type of indoor door chime, you have pressed the support button below to visit the Skybell support page. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Need support button. There you go. Need support. Yeah, nice. Selected. Settings. See what indoor else chime button. So we have indoor chime. Opens in outdoor chime. We have button. outdoor chime. Opens outdoor chime. Outdoor chime. Settings. Back button. Like we said, guys, this is going to be a long podcast.
So let's see what the options are for the outdoor chime. Now, the outdoor chime, whenever somebody rings the doorbell, it actually goes ding-dong outside, which is really kind of cool. You can turn that off if you so choose to. I'm going to leave mine on. Outdoor chime. Heading. Save. Dimmed. Digital chime. Digital chime. Switch button. On. Now this Double don't have to toggle setting. This is not to be confused with the digital indoor doorbell. This is the outdoor chime that's on the Skybell itself. This is the ding dong. Chime on the Skybell will sound at medium Correct. volume when the button is pressed. At a medium volume, it even tells you that. That's nice. Yes. Volume heading. Oh, and you can change it. Outdoor yes, chime low. Outdoor Sets chime. The outdoor chime to low. Selected outdoor chime med. Sets the outdoor chime to medium. Outdoor chime high. Sets the outdoor chime to high. And I think mine is in on medium, and medium. I think that's plenty because loud is pretty loud. Need support button. And then there's the need support button. The only thing I'd like to see right there is a sample so you could actually hear it. I mean, it sounds like a standard doorbell. So it sounds like a standard doorbell, still, yeah. You, know, you, you, would, cool. you wouldn't be able to hear it regardless to know what setting you were going to have without actually being in front of the doorbell pressing the button. That's true. Selected settings, outdoor chime, motion detection button. Here's motion detection. Open motion detection. Motion detection settings back button. Motion save dimmed button. Motion detection. Motion detection switch button on. Double tap to toggle setting. Sensitivity heading. Motion low. Sets low motion sensitivity. Motion med. Sets medium motion sensitivity. Selected motion high. Sets high motion sensitivity. And of course, mine is set to high motion sensitivity, and I've tested it, and it does work. Setting. Motion detection. Save. Dim. For me, button. at least, if I had mine to medium, it didn't get me until I was pretty, pretty much on the doorbell, which is kind of pointless. Selected. Settings. Motion detection. Button. Image quality. Button. Here's image quality. quality. settings. I haven't gone into here, so let's see what this does. I'm assuming that you can change the image quality if you have low internet bandwidth or whatever. Let's see what it does. Image quality. Settings. Image quality. Save. Dimmed. Image quality. Heading. 480p. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> 720p. Good. Selected. 720p. Better. 1080p. The setting requires a faster network connection and better image quality. Okay. That's interesting because yours isn't selected for 1080p. So it's not. So it's at 720p, which was good enough. Wow. Yep. The Guys, setting requires a faster network new. connection. And yeah. Selected settings, image quality, but speaker volume button. And there's speaker Open volume. The speaker volume window. And this is the speaker volume for what the person hears when they are outside. Speaker volume settings back button. Speaker vo save dimmed. Speaker volume heading low. Selected medium high. And I have it set to medium, which I think is plenty. The speaker used for video streaming on the Skybell is set to medium default. The speaker default. used for video yep. streaming on the Skybell is set to medium default. The speaker used for it. video streaming. The speaker used for video. So there's a couple Selected. places Settings. you can speaker actually volume. get support, button. which I don't Open think you need it because it's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. heading. Nest button. And you Open can integrate window. with your Nest Connect if you have Nest Connect. Nest button integrations. Mm, that's heading. it. <laughs> yep, that's Selected. it. Settings then it, heading name. If button. you go into notifications device information button. Delete device button. Get out of here. I don't want to delete my device. Uh, rows 1 through 11 of 11. Top and centered. Full width. Setting. Done. Button. Let's go done. Done. 
I see end devices list. One Lovely. thing I will say, it was very, very easy to connect to the wireless network. I just added a new device and went through the prompts, and the SkyBell was doing exactly what it should have been doing. It flashes red and green when it's charging. The SkyBell itself has a built-in battery. If you have it charged and you take it off the door for whatever reason, because you're trying to play with it or whatever, it will run. I don't know how long it will run, but it will run. Front door. Device settings button. Watch live button. And then we're back to watch live. Today, heading. And let's see. Let's go to the bottom of... Motion activated. Rows 11 to 21. Rows 21. Rows 32 to 40. Rows 43 to... Rows 53 to... Rows 54 to 60. Rows 54 to 64. 64. I'm going to play a little sample of what the doorbell sounds like, and it's just a conversation, like a couple of words, me on the inside and my friend on the outside, so you get to hear what it sounds like. Button press, July 23rd, 2000, selected. Video. Double tap to toggle controls. Hello. What? I need to make sure I find the hold button. Done. Button. Done. I couldn't hear you at all. Selected. Button press. July 23rd, 2016, 12. I'm going to have to bump it up because I could hear it. Yeah, I couldn't hear it at all. Okay. While editing this podcast, I discovered that my voice was not recorded in the Skype call recorder. Unfortunately, the Skype call recorder did not record it in stereo. But rest assured, my voice is there, and that is probably why Kim wasn't able to hear my voice. She only heard the one end of the conversation. Having said that, the Skybell does record both sides of the conversation. Well, it was just a quick sample of a couple of words, but one thing I did notice as I record this is that the doorbell records in stereo. So the person on the outside is in the left channel and the person on the inside is on the right channel, which makes sense. Do you have any questions about the Skybell? I do. Price, please. Price. The price of the Skybell from skybell.com, don't get it from Amazon, because they wanted $2.99 on Amazon, and for the same exact thing, the Skybell was $1.99, and I did not pay sales tax. Yay, that's always good. So it was $1.99 with free shipping, and I got a couple of little things that I needed to get. I got a wedge, and I also got a digital doorbell adapter, which is basically a piece of plastic and a couple of wires. I don't know what it does, but it must do something. So You may it, not need those pieces of equipment. <laughs> those two pieces, I think the total was two twenty. But not everyone's gonna require those. Exactly. So you wanna make sure that um, as far as the doorbell goes, that if you have a digital doorbell you get the digital piece and the wedge. 
Um, it turned out I didn't really need, I didn't think it was going to fit. As far as the digital doorbell, usually what they say, and this is how I learned about it, and I knew I had a digital doorbell because my doorbell plays 65 songs. They say a visual inspection was would be needed on your doorbell, and there's a clanger thing that actually hits the bell when the doorbell rings, and that's just your standard door. In that case, you wouldn't need the digital doorbell adapter and the wedge I thought I would need, but it turns out that I didn't need it after all because we made it fit where it was supposed to fit. So you would recommend people having excited assistance to set this puppy up? Yes. Because you got to connect the wires to your existing doorbell. So basically, you are replacing your existing doorbell with this one and connecting the wires and, and making sure that when you can synchronize it with your Wi-Fi network, that the little battery is charged and the sky bell is flashing its red and green. He It was funny because he says, it's not char- done charging yet. It's flashing red and green. It's not done charging yet. And I said, okay, well... I'll just go in and see what it says for the setup wizard. And the setup wizard said, when your sky bell is done charging, it will flash red and green. So I knew that it was done. So I think that's all I have for the sky bell. I hope that you guys find this educational. And of course, you know, you might think $200 is a lot, but it could, it could save you in the long run. And it could get somebody caught. It could get a perp caught who's going to go do this to your neighbors. Exactly. Right. Yep. Something else to think about. Could get somebody up off the street. Exactly. That's cool. So normally that would be the end of our podcast. We would say, you know, bye and have a great day and all that loveliness. But instead, we're going to have an ad from Blind Alive. And we're going to come back and give you a double dose of podcast goodness today. So stay tuned. Do you have dreams of getting fit and healthy? Only to have them shattered. Blind Alive is here to help. We offer competitively priced, eyes-free workouts with complete descriptions designed for you, whatever your level of health or fitness. You can download or purchase CDs, and if you have any trouble, support is just a click or call away. Check us out today at www.blindalive.com. And if you like what you find, be sure to tell your friends. Don't just live, be alive. And we have returned from the Blind Alive ad. Definitely hope you will check those guys out. They do great work. And now it is time for me to do something I promised to do in a previous podcast, which was to share with you the accessibility and sometimes lack thereof of the Sling app for the fourth gen Apple TV. Now, I got to tell you a quick story before we start this. Back in the day, the Sling app was completely inaccessible. There was no devices from which one could access it with voiceover or talkback. Well... Now, you can at least, sort of, access it with voiceover on the 4th Gen Apple TV. That's the caveat. As I mentioned in the segment you're about to hear, the new interface that is now available on the 4th Gen Apple TV will roll out for other devices later this year. But, I have to tell you something funny. Since the app was completely inaccessible to me for a long, long time, and I really wanted it, I contacted support multiple times asking about accessibility and whether or not possible improvements were in the works. I didn't get a lot of hope or help from support, although support has always been very courteous and kind and polite. However, during the time I have been playing with my free trial, and you can get a seven-day free trial on the Sling.com website, I have discovered that the app is usable, if not great. 
but it's good enough for me to be willing to go through the hassles that it poses currently and use it. And I found a problem last night. I found that one of the channels that I wanted to watch was only showing on-demand content. It was not, in fact, showing the live feed. And for those of you who have no idea what I'm talking about, hang on with me just one minute. When we get into the excerpt, I'm going to describe exactly what the Sling app is. So bear with me just a second. So I put in a chat support request last night because I like to chat in real time if I can. On the Sling.com website, there is a chat function, and it is completely accessible all the way down to the sound effects so you can tell when the person has written you back. So it's very cool. Talk to a guy named Shane B. And Shane was excellent. He's definitely the most fun of the tech support reps whom I've spoken with at Sling. And, in fact, told me that, yes, he was having the same problem. He actually said, can you hang on just a minute? I'll go across the office and see what this is doing on our fourth-gen Apple TV. And he did. And he was just a lovely guy to talk to. And came back and told me that, in fact, it was an issue happening with the service. And that he was going to escalate it to engineering immediately. So, just kind of an irony that a previously totally inaccessible app is now the blind chick sending a notification of a very big problem to the developers of the Slink app, which she could not access a few months ago. So, you know, progress can be a good thing. <laughs> so that's a quick story, and now we're going to jump into my little demo. Actually, it's not very little, so you guys will just hang on and, and enjoy it, <laughs> of the Sling app for the fourth generation Apple TV, and stay tuned after because I have a very important question to ask. Here's the segment. Enjoy. Hey, you guys. As promised in a previous podcast, in this episode, I'm going to give you a demo of the Sling TV app for the fourth generation Apple TV. For those of you who have no idea what I'm talking about when I say Sling TV, let me give you a little bit of an idea what the service is. This is a service done by Dish Network. It allows you to watch live and on-demand programming on your Apple TV, fourth generation. Fourth generation is important here, you guys, because it is the only Apple TV currently that you can utilize to watch Sling TV. So there are dozens of live channels now that you can watch, and you can watch them live as they are happening. Oftentimes, you can also watch on-demand content that is available via those channels. The plans that you can choose from are all paid plans, so you can't actually utilize the service for free other than your free trial, and I'll talk about that in a second. But depending on the plan that you get will depend upon the channels that you will receive. There is also a large variety of movies available that you can watch on-demand as well through Sling TV. While the Sling TV app is available via iOS, Android, Kindle Fire, Fire TV, Apple TV, Roku, and other platforms as well, the new, more accessible interface was rolled out recently for the fourth generation Apple TV only. So currently, it's the only way I know of to accessibly utilize the Sling app and the content offered via Sling. The website is quite accessible. I did have a problem recently, and I think it was because I signed up for an account, and it's kind of a long story, but I was unable to enter my 
credit card information or my password and some other things. And it was a little bit convoluted. But for the most part, I don't think anyone should really have any problems utilizing the website. It is a little tricky in terms of knowing where to go to find out information. The first place I encourage anyone to go look on Sling.com is at pricing. Because if you look at pricing, you are able to see the various channel lineups available and they show up in nice bulleted lists. However, I have found personally that in order to see what you want to see and click on the more info links that are available, I've had luck through NVDA. I have not gotten it to work with JAWS in terms of being able to click on those links and have the responsive design content pop out at me and show itself. So that's just a little bit of a caveat. But you are able to see your channels and what you can get. Now, another thing to add about channels is that there are add-on packages that you can get depending on which base plan you get. There are two core packages available with Sling TV. One is called Sling Orange. It's $20 a month and offers 27, 28 channels, somewhere right in there. The other one is Sling Blue and offers approximately 40 channels of content that you can watch. You can also get a combo pack of Sling Orange and Sling Blue. That is $40 a month. Sling Orange by itself is $20 a month. Sling Blue by itself is $25 a month, plus tax. Now, I have not actually paid for this service yet. I've been utilizing a free seven-day trial, which anyone can access, and I'll tell you more about that in just a second. So I can't tell you approximately how much tax you will be paying. However, I guarantee you it is less than what you paid with your regular cable service, <laughs> because you aren't having to pay, like, cable maintenance fees and stuff like that. But there are extras packages that you can get. And the extras packages vary depending on whether you're getting Sling Orange or Sling Blue as your base package. So it pays to be very careful in terms of what you're getting to make sure that you're getting the channels that you want to watch. Extras packages cost $5 each. And there's a lot of different content you can get. They're categorized. So you can get content like Lifestyle, and that has like Cooking Channel, DIY, etc. And again... Make sure you're careful because some of your content can vary depending on whether you have Sling Blue or Sling Orange for your extras packages. So there's a lifestyle package, sports, kids, news, Hollywood, and there are probably others. There are also some Latino extras packages available. So if you want to watch your TV in Espanol, you have the ability to do so. Actually... Ordering your packages and finding what you want is not too difficult as long as you are able to check first to see what is in each package. The site isn't really intuitive, but you can find it. It may take a little bit of hunting, but you can figure out what you want to know. It may take some searching, but you can do it. Also, at any time, if you want to change your subscription... That information is very accessible as long as you know which extras package you want to add or which plan you want to switch to. So you can definitely do that. There is also a way to cancel your subscription online, and you can do that at any time. So the new interface will be rolling out for other devices later this year, and I will be anxious to see what that is like and if there is some improvements in usability, let us hope. However, it is usable right now. You can find channels and you can play them, but there is some guesswork involved. And I'm going to now show you what I mean by that. <laughs> so I'm going to move to my app. Carrot Weather, row 4, column 2. There's Carrot Weather. Sling TV, row 4, column 3. And there's Sling TV. So I got to it by swiping right twice on my trackpad. I'm on my home screen on my Apple TV 4th gen. And I'm going to click my trackpad. Sling TV, my TV, 
and it takes me to my TV. And if I flick left, I'm as far left as I can go here. So I'm going to flick to the right once and show you what's available here. On now. We have on now. Guide. Guide. Sports. Sports. Search. Search. Settings. And settings. And now I'm as far to the right as I can go on this top row of information. So I'm going to move back to the left. Search. Sports. Guide. On now. My TV. If I swipe down from my TV. ADD. My channels. Click Add to create a list of your favorite channels. Select on Now or Guide to Watch Now. Continue watching. Favorites. Click the heart icon while browsing to have your favorite movies and shows appear here. I have not yet gotten this to work. <laughs> so I need to play with it more. If I swipe down from here. Unique Suites. TVG Vertical Line 30 Meters. It shows me. ADD. Click Add to Create. And it's reading me that message again that I just heard. And I just tapped once with two fingers on the trackpad to stop that speech. But it's showing me the last thing I watched, which is Unique Suites. If I swipe to the right from here, it's going to show me other things that I have recently watched. Now here's what's cool, though. If I click on this Unique Suites... It's coming together for selected. One of five. And it's perfection. My channels. ADD. Click on to create a list of your... A little bit of a tropical note with that coconut. It is and playing like Unique you Sweets for me. Be this hard frozen layer of chocolate, but oh no, no, no. It's mixed with caramel. This is Unique Sweets. TVG vertical line 30 meters. Selected. One of five. My TV. Eating at the Good Batch is like walking down memory lane. Selected. One of five. It allows me to watch some of this episode. Now, I can't figure out how to get it back to where the episode actually began. Probably because I started watching it right there. And I don't know how much of it it recorded, actually. I'd be interested to sit here and see if it recorded the rest of the episode or how much more it recorded for me. But it does allow me to watch that, which is fun. And if I swipe to the right... Favorite. Unique Sweets. I can favorite it. Removed. I can remove it. Unique Sweets. S5. And if I swipe to the left twice. Favorite. Watch. Unique Sweets. S5. F3 TVG 30 meters how to cooking channel. Favorite. Remove. It tells me some information about it. So it tells me which season and which episode of that season, how to, and that it was on cooking channel. So that's kind of fun. It's a little clunky, but it is kind of a neat option that's available to you. Now to get back to my TV and all those things we originally saw, I'm going to press my menu button on my Apple TV. Unique Suites. TVG Vertical Line 30. And it tells me Unique Suites. I'm going to swipe up. ADD. And again. My, my TV. And there is my TV. If I swipe to the right. On now. And then swipe down. Scooby-Doo. Camp Scare. 3.30 p.m. Vertical Line TV. Y7 vertical line one hour, 30 minutes. <laughs> I do not Kids, know. Lifestyle, action and adventure. I do not know where that is actually on at, okay? I'm not sure. I don't know what I was watching last. I thought I was watching Cooking Channel last because that was the thing it was showing me was Unique Sweets. So uh, let me swipe to the right here and see if we can figure out where I am. It's mood. 3.39 p. Fetch and find -o. A dragon's best friend. Okay. It's mood. I don't know where I am. I'm swiping back to the left. Scooby-Doo. On now. This is clearly a kid's channel of some stripe that I 
was either watching or something. I'm not entirely sure where that came from. So your mileage may vary there. Like I said, I'm not quite sure why it's showing me that because I was watching Cooking Channel last, so I'm not quite sure where it's getting on now. My TV. So I'm back up here at My TV. I'm going to swipe to the right. On now. And again. Guide. If I swipe down from here, this is the best way I've found to watch your channels. So I'm going to swipe down. Selected. 67 of 69. And it says, selected 67 of 69. These are the channels. Here's the problem. It does not tell you which channel is which. If it said, selected 67 history, or selected 67 Food Network, or selected 67 CNN, I would be a much happier camper in terms of knowing what the heck I'm actually looking at here. However, if you want to know which channel you are at, you have to guess. And the way you can guess is to see what's on it. That, ironically enough, you can't access. Let me swipe down. Now, when I swipe down once, what do you hear? You don't hear anything. I don't know why. I don't know if there's a graphic there or what. But if you swipe down again. Bunk D. 3.30 p.m. Vertical line TVG. Vertical line 30 meters. You know, that might be Schedule. why I saw. Available now. And it says schedule available now. Apparently, this allows you to watch it now as it's happening. There's probably also some on-demand content. I'm not entirely sure how to get to it in terms of getting to it from here. I really don't know. Because if I swipe down again. Adventures in Babysitting. TVG vertical line one hour. 33 minutes. That might Schedule. be. Available now. The stuff that is actually available to watch anytime you want. If I swipe down from here. You see that I'm at the bottom. So this row underneath what's currently on appears to be on-demand content that you can watch on this channel. Now this is some kind of kids channel, apparently. And I think this is why I was getting the on now Scooby-Doo thing. However, it doesn't say Scooby-Doo is on right now, so I'm even more confused actually in terms of knowing where the heck I am. However, I think the stuff on this bottom column is on-demand content. If I swipe to the right. Alley Cat Strike. TVG Vertical... Austin and Alley. Okay, I'm on some kind of Disney Channel thing, it looks like. Avalon High. Austin Avalon High. Backstage. Best Friends Whenever. Bizarre Vark. Buffalo Dreams. Bunk D. Ken of Worms. Cloud Nine. TVG Vertical Line. And I just pressed with two fingers, just tapped lightly on my trackpad to stop that speech. So that's stuff that is available Anytime you want. You can go in and you can watch on-demand content there. If I swipe back up. Disney Mickey Mouse. 4.50 p.m. Vertical Line TVG Vertical Line 5. And that must be what's on now. It must. Did it change in the last couple seconds? If I swipe up again. Disney Mickey Mouse. 4.50 p. Selected. 67 of 69. It may have because it says 67 of 69. So, not quite sure about that one, because it's giving me different information now. Let's swipe to the left here. You see there's 69 channels. Selected. 66 of si select. I'm going to go select to 30-something, so I'm just selected. swiping quickly. 53 of 69. Selected. 41 of 69. Because I know that somewhere in my 30s is like Food Network and stuff like that. Selected. 33 of 69. Let's scroll down from here. So I'm just going to flick down with one finger. Teenage newlyweds. 3 p.m. vertical line TV. 14 vertical line 60 meters. Well, that clearly 
Available now. <laughs> that clearly is not Food Network, but I've run into some kind of channel here. If I swipe down again. Arthritis pain. 6 a.m. sat vertical line TV G vertical line 30 meters. Schedule. And available I don't know now. if that is Arthritis pain. stuff that's available anytime. Let me swipe to the right. Bissell Pet Hair Eraser. New. Bissell Revolut Black Love. Born This Way. Food Factory. Here's something called Food Factory. Let's see if this is on-demand content, as I believe it is, because it's down on this bottom column here as I'm scrolling down. And if you scroll right, obviously, you can see all the content available. I'm going to click on this. A good batch makes me think... One. Warhol suit. One of one. So there's one episode available. Three seasons, three episodes. Favorite. Warhol suit. S1. F1 TV PG 30 meters. And it shows me one of one. Season one. If I swipe to the left, I have season one. One. Warhol suit. Season one. I swiped up. I'm at season one. Season three. There's season three. Season four. Season four. Extras. Extras. Let's swipe down. Welch's rare bite. One of one. And I'm going to press on this. Button. Swipe down for info. Swipe up to browse channels. Zero. Thirty. And now I'm going to press on this. I think it's playing Unique Suites in the background, so I apologize for that. It restarted it, apparently. So I'm going to press on this button here. Actually, it may have been playing the intro to the show that I was trying to listen to. Let's press this again. We check out a portable pie with a decadent cheesy filling. Fruit meets yogurt in a lunchbox favorite. So, apparently, this is the show that we were trying to watch. Now, let's see if I can stop it. Info. Tab. One of two. The only way that I'm able to stop it is to kind of TVPG. swipe around a little bit, and I just silence that speech with a two-finger tap. So I just swiped around a little bit. Oh, Lord, it's still playing. So why are they called Boston Baked Beans? 30 meters Let me see if I can get this stopped here. Info. You have info. Tab. Subtitles. And subtitles. Tab. Two of two. Info. What I want to do... Tab is One attempt to stop this. Let's see if I can press my play stop button on my Apple TV remote. Bless you, Apple TV remote. Thank you. So I was able to stop this content here, which is great, by using the play stop button on my Apple TV remote. So if I go backwards now with my menu button on my Apple mm. TV remote. 1, 7, 28, 52. And I think it's telling me how much time has elapsed and how much time is left here. So I'm going to swipe so I'm going to press my menu button again. Cooked in molasses. Of course. Scones candy has been making Boston And Tab. it's still playing my two. show. I'm trying to stop Food it again. I'm going to press button. menu and menu again. 133. Menu again. Selected. Welch's rare bite. One of one. And I'm having to go back. So Food fa- menu Food again. And menu Selected. again. 33 of 69. So after hitting my menu button several times, it says selected 33 of 69. So I'm back in a channel. Let's move to the next channel by moving right. Selected 34 of 69. And down. Chopped. 4 p.m. vertical line TVG vertical line 60 meters. That is Food Network. I knew Special. I was close. Available ne- Once you kind of learn where your channel layout is, depending on the package or packages with extras that you have chosen, then you have the ability to kind of learn where your channels lie. 
So you can kind of learn. Like I knew Food Network was somewhere in this grouping here. So if I press right here. Chopped. 4 p.m. vertical line T. Watch. It gives me the option Chopped. to S84. watch. F2 TV G60 meters how to Food Network. And it tells me the same information it was giving me previously. At this time, I'm on Food Network instead of on Cooking Channel. And if I press the trackpad. Mm. We aren't playing. I think I need to press one more time. Mm. Swipe down for info. There we go. Swipe. Basket at a time. When I taste peanut soup, I'm kind of like, oh, I don't really like this. And I just pressed my stop button on my Apple TV remote, but I, in fact, was watching Food Network live and watching Chopped right there. So I was able to find it and watch it. Now, if I press my menu button to go back a bit, I'm pressing my stop button again. I'm going to go back. Watch. There's watch. Remove. I can remove it. Chopped. S24. Watch. Remove. Watch. And I don't know what remove is for. Um, notice earlier we had a favorite right there. Maybe somehow I already favorited it. I'm not sure. That's okay with me, though. I'm going to move backwards again. Stopped. 4 p.m. vertical line TVG vert. So there's the live content. And again, if I move down with one flick. Ancient nutrition health secrets, Jordan Rubin and Doc. There is all the on-demand stuff I can watch. So, in fact, there's a lot of on-demand content that makes this service very cool. Selected. 34 of 16. So I just pressed my menu button once again, and I am back at the group of channels available. Let's do one more. I'm going to flick to the left. Selected. Selected. 27 of 69. Let's see what 27 is showing. Flick down once and again. Fixer upper. 4 p.m. vertical line TVG vertical line 60 meters. So whatever this channel is. Available now. Is showing me. Fixer Upper. This is probably DIY or something along those lines because I did get some extras channels and things. I'm just playing with my free trial at this stage in the game. So what we have here is essentially you can scroll through. You can find what you're looking for. I'm going to scroll up. Selected. 27 of 69. I'm going to scroll up again. Guide. I'm going to move to the right. Sport. If you scroll down here. Progress. Games. Baseball. You have categories. At least I think you do. Um, let me scroll down. In progress. Basketball. And tennis. you can see. In progress. Soccer. Cricket. Various. In progress. Sports. Tennis. Auto and racing. Now I'm not exactly sure why it's showing two per time. So you might have to go in here and do a little exploration. In I'm going to take sports. us back up to the sports. And I'm just swiping up with one finger on my trackpad to do that. If I swipe to the right. Search. There's search. search. Search field. And I didn't even have to do anything to it. I was actually sitting on the keyboard and stuff showed up. <laughs> um, it just magically appeared. The search field did. Search. Search field. Now, if I swipe down here. Keyboard. A. I'm in my keyboard, so Alpha. I can I can search for something. Search field. Is editing. Hold to dictate search. I, I can dictate start. a search. I can do whatever I want. Let's do a dictate for a search. And let's just search for something and see if we can find a show. So I'm going to search for, and I'm going to press and hold my Siri button on my remote. Aquarius. Inserted Aquarius. And now I'm going to scroll down. Uppercase letters. Clear all. 
Search field. Is that it? And I'm going to swipe Let's to the right from clear all. And I'm just continuing to swipe. Okay, it says I'm at the end here. I'm just swiping around. Keyboard. Upper clear all. Because I do not see a way. Clear all. To Keyboard. find K my results. L. Search. Settings. Search. Let me go back up search to where field. search is. is editing. Aquarius. I'm going to press right here. End. Keyboard. L. Lima. It looks like it brought me back into my search field and typed an L. So this does not appear to work well. I thought I got this to work once, but maybe not. I seem to be having issues with it now. So I'm just going to move up, swipe up once, and swipe to the right. Settings. And we have settings. If I swipe down from here. Account one of four. I have account one of four. And sometimes you can get it to give you your username as well. I think if you swipe to the right. Now it's not going to do it for me. But it was telling my username a moment ago. I'm doing a lot of editing in this recording, as you may imagine. <laughs> I'm going to swipe. Count. One There's a count. I'm going to swipe down. Parental controls. Two of four. Lock content. So I can lock content from here, from parental controls. I'm going to swipe down again from parental controls. Support. Three of four. There's support. Connection. Four of four. And there's connection. Max so bandwidth allowed. So max bandwidth allowed. I'm not actually going to show you any of these because they don't appear to be really accessible via the Apple TV. You can access them more easily, at least, via the website. So if you go to sling.com, you will be able to access them more easily on the website than you can here. There may be a way, but there's some unlabeled stuff, and sometimes it's a little bit weird trying to figure some of this out. So it does take a little bit of patience. However... It is doable, and the fact that it is doable is really good because it has not been doable since this service launched. It is usable. It is something you can do, and if you know you're going to buy a plan and keep it, what you could do is have someone cited tell you which channels are where. Make yourself up a cheat sheet, and then you will have a list of where your channels are, so you will know that channel 30-whatever is Food Network for you, or channel whatever is DIY, and then you'll be able to just scroll through there like lightning and find out what is on and what kind of on-demand content you can access, etc. So it can be very, very cool. In terms of initial setup, you won't need any help with that. You should be able to do it all on your own via the website. Of course, if you do need help, there is chat, email, and phone support available. When you initially sign up, you can get a seven-day free trial, and you can change your plans and options and extras and all those goodies as often as you would like. So that is something that you may wish to take advantage of. So during your seven days free, you can change it up as often as you like. And you would do that via the website. NVDA seems to be the screen reader of choice, at least for me. Between JAWS and NVDA, I have much better luck with NVDA in terms of accessing the website. If you want to see all the channels available to you, the place I recommend going first is pricing. There is a link on the website. If you go to sling.com, start scrolling down the page, you will see a pricing link. Go in there. You may have to press enter on certain things, and the responsive design aspect of it seems to work much better under NVDA. If you have JAWS, you can try routing and clicking, seeing if that will open up some of these things more easily. Again, if you have any problems, there are other ways to find out the information. If people are really interested in this information, I could post a blog or something and give you some information, you know. So just let me know what you guys think in terms of that. So it's an affordable alternative to cable. It does offer some really nice user features. And even as it is, even with them being only partially usable at this stage, 
It is a long way from where they originally started. It can be done. It isn't perfect. In fact, it's nowhere close. And once you find what you want to watch anyway, it's probably going to be a pretty pleasurable watching and listening experience. I have found no lag. I have 25 down and one up in terms of my speed. So 25 megs and one meg, respectively. I've had no problems at all. So I don't have that great internet at all. (laughs) Most of you probably have way better internet than me. You can use it. I probably will be using it more than I have been because what's nice is you can cancel your subscription at any time online without talking to anyone that is accessible. Of course, it tries to keep you and say, hey, you know, please stay with us, blah. But you press enter a couple times and say, yes, you know, I really do want to cancel and you can. The good news is you can come back anytime you want and renew your subscription or change it or whatever you want. That's awesome. You really do have a lot of flexibility available. And they do add new channels quite often. So I personally will be excited to see what comes up next. If you are a sports fan, this service could be particularly appealing to you because there is a lot of sports available on it. So that is my demonstration. It gives you an idea. And you'll see some of my mistakes in here because I do want to show you that it isn't great. It isn't perfect, but it is doable. And it's doable enough for me, at least, to make it an experience that I don't mind utilizing for my television watching. It beats the heck out of my original cable bill. (laughs) And uh, I think I'm going to definitely be subscribing to it. As I said, I've been playing with a trial, but I think I definitely will be subscribing at some point. Even if I don't subscribe right this second, I will be subscribing at some point because it is something that I do appreciate. And I appreciate the fact that there's more accessibility in it now than there was previously. On that note, I have one more thing to mention here before I end this segment. And that is, I am considering doing an audio tutorial on the fourth gen Apple TV and perhaps a section within that tutorial comparing and contrasting it from the third gen Apple TV. Who would be interested in such a critter? I want to make sure there is interest in it before I offer it. This would be a paid tutorial. It would not be a very expensive tutorial. I don't expect it to be over $29. Is it something that would interest you? It would certainly be at least two to two and a half hours in terms of the length of the tutorial. Would you be interested? Would you like information on setting it up? Would you like information about various apps and playing with them and installing them, etc.? Would you like a little bit of compare contrast between the third gen and the fourth gen? There are certainly resources available. There is Apple Viz. There is Jonathan Mosen's book on the Apple TV. I want to know if something like this is relevant for you guys. So please let me know. Drop me a note. Kim at mysticaccess.com. K-I-M at mysticaccess.com. Or send a note to info at mysticaccess.com. Put Apple TV in the subject line. Let me know what you think. If this is something that interests you, I do want to do it soon. As in probably the end of the week. (laughs) So get me your information as quickly as you can, please. Let me know because while I'm thinking about it and interested, I would really like to do it pretty quickly and get that available for you guys. And I just think it would be a lot of fun to do. So if you're interested, please let me know if it's something that you would appreciate and want to learn more about. I would be happy to do it as I had both a third gen and fourth gen Apple TV to play with. Thanks so much. I hope you've enjoyed this demo and we will talk soon. Well, I hope you have enjoyed this extremely long <laughs> podcast on the Skybell HD and the Sling TV app on the Apple TV. Yes, we haven't given you guys a long podcast in a while, and we had a lot to share today. So rather than breaking it up into two, we decided to give you a nice big long one, and 
Hope you enjoy it. Remember, one more time, that our sales are still going on through the end of day on Sunday, July 31st. So if you want some really good deals on Mystic Access products and services, please come check us out, mysticaccess.com. And again, phone orders are welcome if you prefer to order that way. Give us a call, 716-543-3323. Email address, info at mysticaccess.com. And as always, we appreciate you. One thing I did want to mention before we forget, the subscription and unsubscription email addresses for the announce-only mailing list have changed. Yes, listen up, folks. This is important. This is important. If you want to subscribe by email, you need to send an email with subscribe in the subject, or your email client may complain that you don't have anything in the subject, but send an email to manews-subscribe at mysticaccess.email. Not mysticaccess.com, but mysticaccess.email. We changed the servers to go over to an email domain and for whatever reason, the forwards that we had set up from the .com to the .email were causing more problems than they were worth. So instead of doing it that way, we're just going to give the actual address out. So the subscription address is manews-subscribe at mysticaccess.email. And we don't want to see this, but the unsubscription address <laughs> is manews-unsubscribe at mysticaccess.email. Thank you very much, for everybody, for listening to the podcast. Have a wonderful day. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. The preceding podcast is a presentation of Mystic Access, where the magic is in learning. To contact us, please visit www.mysticaccess.com. Call us 716-543-3323 and press 2 to reach our Mystic Access Podcast comment line. Email us at show at mysticaccesspodcast.com and follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash mysticaccess. Would you like to spread the word about our podcasts? Please tell your friends and colleagues to visit us at www.mysticaccesspodcast.com. If you enjoy what you hear on our podcasts, feel free to leave us an iTunes rating and review. We certainly appreciate those. Also, you may feel free to use our podcasts in your own RSS feed. Just be sure that all of our contact information is left intact. Thanks for spreading the word, and thanks for listening. We hope that you have enjoyed this episode.